Welcome to the Sandwich Parenting Podcast. I am your host, Sherry Yuen Hunter. Here, we speak with amazing guests to make the world a better place by helping people heal from intergenerational trauma. Sandwich parents are in between the way we got parented and the way we now want to parent our children. Mary Kerwin is a mother of four and a teacher turned coach with more than 45 years in education. She's on a mission to help mom home business owners balance running a business while raising a family. Listeners will walk away from this conversation having learned simple strategies to meet their maximum potential, bring balance into their homes to raise happier, healthier kids. And isn't that what we all want? So join me as we welcome Mary Kerwin. Again, thank you so much for having me on and sharing the audience with you. Thank you so much for spending the time. I do know that time is the one thing we can't get back. So I appreciate whenever anyone uh, chooses to use that time to listen to me. Well, firstly, I'm excited to have you on. And I'm so glad you actually pointed out the time issue. This is one thing I do tell my clients and the people that I work with, you know, time is actually the one resource that's not that's non-renewable, right? So it is, it is precious, but I have all the time in the world for people who are making the world a better place. So I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I always start off my questions with, uh, and my listeners know this, but what is your origin story? Okay. So you were a teacher. Now you're a coach, a parent coach. Why, what made you decide to make this shift? As you said, I was a teacher for over 45 years. I was a classroom teacher. It was my dream come true. I loved being in the classroom almost always with a specialization in early childhood. And um, I started teaching, obviously, when, when the days of dinosaurs, when, when the emphasis was on the whole child. You know, you educated the whole child. And in order to get them, in order for them to learn at their best, they had to be at their best. So this so, social, emotional well-being was so important. And as I went on in education, I saw that change first gradually and then totally uh, where the emphasis was on the grade, you know, the number at the top of the page, everything a kid did, everything a child did was tested, assessed and reassessed. You know, the first draft was given a mark. The first draft is not supposed to be given a mark. You know, the first draft is your your thoughts on paper. But I I kept at it and I was in the classroom um, having the advantage of being tenured. And having the advantage of being a big fish in a small pond, I was in a small parochial school. Kids went through me. The parents knew I had the kids' best interest at heart. And it's amazing what you can get away with when they know you care about their kids. <laughs> That's true, actually. That's with true. With parents, with yeah. parents. Not That's with, true. Not with, not with, uh, not so much with the administration. No, no, no. Not, not, not administration, but the parents. Because once the parents realize that you know their kid, when they realize that you know stuff about their kid that nobody would know unless you cared that much to, yeah. to see it. They trust and, and, you. Yeah. They trust and you. That I could impress upon them that our jobs were different. My job was a teacher. Their job was a parent. And we had different roles, equally important. And the best thing for the child would be for us to work together. Yeah. And, and that worked out really well for a long time. Um, but the writing was on the wall and... <laughs> And actually, my school wound up closing, but but the writing was on the wall that oh, it was going that, and it was becoming more and more difficult to let the kids actually learn to um, give them the time that they needed. I believe that that you learn by doing. Agreed. So I reluctantly retired, curled up in a ball for about three months because I didn't know what I, so much of me, and I didn't even realize it was it was tied to my teaching. Uh, I have 
four grown children and they didn't know what to do with me, (laughs) (laughs) which I didn't know. And then I chose to go back into being with kids and and, and families because they they didn't know what they were going to do with me. I was just not myself. Um, Because you were so defined by your profession, right? Like that profession. Was, it's that was it's what I always wanted yeah. to do. You know, my lofty ambition was to be a teacher. And it was, it was, it was again, mostly brands in the classroom. I mean, we, we all have those days that aren't, but yeah. for the most part, I love being in the classroom. Well, how lucky are we? Firstly, thank you so much for being a teacher. I have so much respect for teachers. My kids have had great teachers and I just don't know how teachers do it. They're like, it's seven jobs in one. You know, when you think mm-hmm. about it, just, you know, thank you for what you do. But you you made the shift then after three months of curling up in a ball. I made the shift and, and I started a company called Confident Kids. And I worked with kids basically. And some kids were on the spectrum and some kids were type A. And, and it was going really, and what I did was I, I worked with them with experiential activities to help them build their confidence because confidence, it, success breeds confidence breeds success. So, so we did things that they like to do, whether it was cooking or going to spy museums or making me play miniature golf, whatever, <laughs> whatever or, or playing games. But, but to, to work with them in, intertwined with that was conversation, a lot of conversation. And um, I was happy again. And then COVID hit. And since I only did kids in person, because I don't believe that virtual reality is reality. I couldn't do what I did anymore. Interesting. I I guess you can't bake or do crafts or like you can't do those things unless you're in person with them. And and the conversation doesn't come as. Yeah, for sure. Right. The the conversation is not the same. And I have a um, version to putting kids on screens. Uh, Mm. I I, I think that they get enough of that. And I didn't want to add to that. I have a, a whole, a whole, a whole thing about that one personally yeah, um, yeah so some of the parents asked me if I could work with them to do what I did with the kids and I thought that's fine I'd give them my methodology I'd give them things to do and um oh. they would do them and that would that would be fine it took about it took about three seconds to realize that they didn't have the confidence in themselves exactly to, to give like, it no. to the kids and you can't no. you know you can't you can't give them what you don't have no. So therefore, confident families came, came into existence. And, Love it. And I'm so happy it did because I was always, I always thought of myself as a kid person. You know, I work with the kids. I work with, the, and, and that's what I said to the parents. I don't work with parents. I work with kids. And, and they said to me, <laughs> what are you talking about? You work with me all the time. When I taught I was a par- parent liaison, I had this, but we had parent classes and parent seminars and symposiums because this is what... <laughs> But I never saw myself as working specifically with parents, you know, just in in relation. And then, you know, it was my mindset. It wasn't what was going on because I am working with parents specifically for the kids. Exactly. Well, I think that because your end game is is really to support the kids, you're ending up working with the parents because the parents have to learn how to do this to maintain the safety for the children, to, yeah, per, to provide, yeah, provide that confidence because it's the role modeling, right? If they can't just get it from you and then not at all get it from yeah, Then I'm just a fun baby. You know, we, we, we discussed what was going on. I still have a very few private kid clients, but that's not the most efficient way to get to where I want no, to, yeah. where we want to go. 
Uh, yeah. And, and it took me a bunch of years <laughs> to realize that. And, you know, everything is so intertwined when you're teaching it in the classroom that when I pulled away from it, I compartmentalized it and I shouldn't have. I, you know, it's your journey, yeah. right? It's just every step. Yeah. One percent. I'm, I'm a member of the one percenters, which, I, well, which I'll talk about a little bit. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Um, well, there, yeah, OK, so you have so many great topics that um, that you can talk about, but one in particular Uh, that I'm interested in is, you know, you do help parents and children with confidence, but how does a busy mom entrepreneur do that? Because, you know, it's, it requires a great deal of balance and is it possible? It depends on how you look at balance. I say yes. Mm -hmm. And there's other people that will say no. Um, A lot of times you look at balance side. I, I, I raised four kids. I was a full-time teacher and had a part-time job while raising my four kids. So uh, I understand the dilemma. I understand the stress. I understand what goes on in that. And, um, you know, people see balance as a scale, almost like the scale. And and, and that's really not life. It's more, Mm -hmm. it's circular. It's uh, cyclical. So if you think of it, uh, either, either whatever your preference is, you could think of it as a, um, a pizza or you could think of it as, as, as a wheel. I like pizza because you can cut it in different slices. So if this is your life, each slice of pizza is a different part of your life. And each slice of pizza can be cut as big or small as it need be at the moment. And it doesn't have to stay that way. You know, you don't always have to cut pizza into eight pieces. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Mind blown. (laughs) Mind blown. Right. Because when you think about pizza slices, you think about eight slices that look the same. Like they're, well, I mean, approximately, they don't always cut it that well, but approximately the same size, one eighth. But it doesn't have to be. Uh, Maybe it doesn't have to be eight slices. Yeah. Maybe you're you're going through a lot of uh, work present and you have a big presentation or have whatever you have to do. And so that may take up three quarters of your pie. Right. It, it makes it easier to think about. It becomes less stressful if you don't say, well, because a lot of times, you know, I'm paying so much attention to work that I'm neglecting my kids. That's I'm paying what... so much attention to my kids that I'm yeah. neglecting it, my work. And then you're at work thinking about your kids and you're, you're with your right, kids right, thinking right, about right, right, your work right. and nobody gets your full, your full attention. No, it's like perpetual shame. Like there's this perpetual, perpetual shame. shame. So if you think about it differently. Yeah, I love it. The, the other thing, this is from the, the to, to, to uh, think about it is, um, it's a juggling act. It's always a juggling yeah, act, right? Is. Life is a juggling act. And it was the one one time head of Coca-Cola, I think, and I can't remember his name. He, 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 he presented it as juggling balls. Yeah. Yes. And some of those balls may be wooden, and some of those balls may be rubber, and some of those balls may be glass. And the thing you have to look at when you're juggling is the glass balls because the rubber will bounce and come back to you. Uh, the wooden balls will drop and, and then you can always pick them up. The glass balls will shatter. So you have to know what your glass balls are in this, in this uh, cycle of, of your life or in this 100%. day of your life. And that 100%. changes, you know, it changes because life changes. Well, it's interesting that you say that this, uh, somebody else described it to me recently as, you know, some balls are plastic and some balls are glass. But I like the fact that you said some are wooden and some are uh, rubber. Rubber, because they'll just bounce. Like it, like literally, if you have left it alone, it would absolutely just bounce. But also, another interesting thing that you mentioned that I hadn't thought about is that the balls might change. They might not always be glass. Because one of the things that I think for a lot of people who practice respectful parenting, you know, it's okay. So we hundred percent always have to have, you know, a consent based 
respectful relationship with the kids at all times, uh, you know, and, and, and lovely maybe thought. it it's is a lovely, thought. yeah, it's the a lovely, lovely thought, thought, but it's, it's not, time. yeah, but it's not easily done. It's not, it's almost not human. You know, we have yeah. different emotions. We have different emotions and we have different that come up and, we are the, the architects of our families. We are, you know, the, our, we, the models for us and kids will do what we do, yeah. you know, not what we say. And so if we're constantly kind of swallowing our feelings, right. we're just teaching them to swallow. It doesn't mean matter if we're being, being, you know, sweet and adorable and giving up everything for them, which, you know, you know they're going to learn from how we're acting. hundred percent. So, so um, we have to be human. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying, temper your rage if you, if you yeah, yeah, your yeah. rage but but be be realistic about your feelings you know be re- yeah. and, and and allow them to be realistic about your feelings you know, so many right. times parents will say you know they're being so disrespectful are they really or is that how you're taking it in well it's how you interpret it isn't it like it if, is if, everything is how you you know you know yeah. I mean, a, lot, a lot of times you know what, what you do is on you and how i take it in is on me what i do is on me how you take it in is on you 100 percent Hundred percent. So you know, life is life is about, and and it's really to be happy is a great thing, but that's not life. I mean, happiness is not the goal. Your goal is to live life and have your kids live life. And if you don't know, if you can't feel the lows, then you don't know the highs either. So so you have to be on both ends. The the whole spectrum has to be there. And I know anger is anger. Anger is 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 a. uh, a quick emotion, but usually anger, this, this underlying thing when, when there's anger. So that's the hard part, the introspection to see where, the, where, where that anger is coming from. Because anger is just an easy, easy term to use. Scared. Yeah. Sometimes you're feeling helpless. Sometimes you're yeah. grieving, you know, it could be a lot of different things, different, different emotions and, 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 and expectations. It's great to have expectations for your kids, but don't be married to the outcome. Right. You know, let them do their best, be their best, and be who they are. My principles of, of building confidence are the, I call it the ABCs because I need to remember things. And so I need to make it simple <laughs> for my mind. I was, Me too. I spent the last 15 years in an early childhood classroom. So it's, it's broken ABCs. down. ABCs. <laughs> ABCs. Yeah. So it's acceptance, you know, acceptance uh, of where you are, who you are, and acceptance of them where they are and, mm. and who they are. The, the, the B is to build resilience. You know, sometimes you're disappointed. Sometimes things don't go your way. You know, you wanted, you wanted a, a doctor and you got a rock star, you know, so, <laughs> you know, that, that, that happens, but if yeah. they're happy, you know, if, if they're content with what they're doing and they're working toward a goal, that's great. The C is, is to connect to your core values, which are so important because they'll guide your whole life. Your values are your values. It doesn't matter if anybody else has them. It doesn't matter if anybody disagrees with you. But if you live by your values, your kids will pick them up, even though they will stray from them. And you'll think that, you know, that, that you've done something, you know, they're never going to come. They do. I, I can, I can, uh, if you truly live your values, they pick them up. Now, they may not have them in the same way as you, and they may not accept all of them, but the basic core values are there. You know, you know, people say, I, I value education, but only care about the grades. Do you really value education or do you care about the grades? You, you can care about both, but you have to value the education. If they don't understand something, you know, it's not the end of the world. That's so, and, and the D is dream oh, before the D is dream big. Let them, let them have their dreams, you know, let them, let them dream 
their dreams. You keep your dreams, you know, even though you maybe had a dream and you're not there yet. It doesn't mean it's gone away. You could still work toward it. So you can start to, you can get to your dreams anytime. Just don't force your kids to live your dreams in their lives. Well, right? you can't control anybody other than you. Hundred percent. I I cannot agree with you more with everything that you're saying. Now you alluded something. You alluded to something called the one percent. What does that mean? The one percent. Be a one. Be a one percent. It, it's part. There's a ten like tips that I give to master the art of juggling, balancing the working parent act, and 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 one of them is to to be a part of the one percent. So you have to opt out of the all or nothing club. You know, it's either this or that and take baby steps toward your goals. And that's with almost anything in life. Everything. A 1% improvement each day. I love it. Yeah. Because small steps build and make big changes. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah. What was it? I, I love quotes. So I'm going to try to, I'm tr- going to try not to mess this one up. You know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You know, that's with anything. That's with anything in life. And that's what your kids do. When they, I messed up, I can't. This is too hard. One percent. One percent. One percent. I'm going to try this tomorrow. I have a phrase that says we start where we start, and my 13 year old absolutely hates it when I say that. So I'm going to start a new phrase with him, and I'll just say, "Yeah, one percent." You have to start where you start. You can't say like, "I don't want to start here." This is where you are. So you know, if you're at base camp and you're not at the top of Mount Everest. Guess what? You're at base camp. So, so we start where we start. Take the step. Yeah. Take yeah. Step. And you so, know? you know, we have, we live with the world we live in is such a rapid pace, fast oh. world that we forget that there's a journey for everything. It a it's journey. a journey. It's not here and then there. I, even, even when I started Confident Families, when I started Confident Kids Club, I wanted to be where I was when I was teaching. Well, I was teaching in the same school for, for like 25 that. years. Yeah. You know, I was a yeah. known fact. Yeah, I'm not going to be at the top of my game when I'm starting a new venture. I love uh, and, and, and it took a while to accept that I'm just not going to, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time, 1%. And that's where my 1% came in. I, that's when I really started to hold on to that one. Baby steps every day. Yeah. Baby steps every, I love that because it's so easy to give up because you're, Oh, this is too hard. I'm never going to get there. I'm so stupid, you know, and it's just so easy to give up, but I if, can't if, do it. I can't do this. Hard. I'm not good I messed enough. Up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So I love that. And so um, now you're working with parents and it's primarily through uh, video conferencing them. It's a, it's a video conference and I'm rolling out a new program. That's a, uh, it's called Encourage Greatness, and it's a hybrid program where you have the um, community of a group, but there's also private sessions with me once a month so, so that you can get, because Amazing. a lot of times you hear, well, just do this or just say that or just do this, and that's the way to change your kid's behavior. The problem I have with that is each there's no two kids who are alike. There's no two parents who are alike. There's no two families that are alike, and I really think that parents have it in them. And they know what's best for their kids and they know, but they don't trust their gut. They don't trust themselves enough. And as a society, we pile around them and we kind of push them in the direction of not trusting themselves. hundred percent. Studies say that, you know, you have to be breastfed. Studies say that if you do this, your kids will be smart. Studies say like, you're just like nonstop bombarded with the 150 things that you have to get perfectly, or you're going to ruin the lives of your children. Like forever. You yelled at them. Oh my goodness. Oh no. It. I'm a That's, terrible parent. I yelled at yeah. them three times this week. I, yeah. I, I, I suck. I, you know, no, right. you don't. You're human. No, you're human. 
And as long as you know that, you know, you don't want to behave that way and you apologize to your kids and you have a conversation about emotions, right? Like repair it, repair it, you know? And the repair is is in the comment. The repair is in your actions. You of know, hundred percent. Yeah, we all have our own, you know, buttons that we push, and it may not make sense to anybody else. And that, but if it's, you know, know your boundaries. Oh, we're getting to a whole other topic. Of I know. We've. I know. These are words that I love. You know, these are words that I love. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No boundaries. Huge. Um, yeah, because because when you don't honor your own boundaries, you're gonna you turn into a raving lunatic. But uh, yeah. Hey, been there. Been there. Done that. Yeah. So. Yeah. so Thank you so much. This is this is so much. I think that there's so much of it that resonates with me. And this is going to be my really tough question. If you could give just one piece of advice to parents, you know, who are now trying to raise responsible, resilient young adults of the future, what would that be? What would Mary Kerwin tell parents as the one piece of advice? The one piece of advice is that keep the lines of communication open. And and try not to judge because, again, what you put out is on you. When they put out is on them. So when you think your kids are being disrespectful or your little ones are being belligerent or they're just not cooperating and it's, you know, they call practice, practice your Navy SEAL. Mm, Tell me more. Okay. I like this. Tell us, tell us how to practice our Navy SEAL. Your Navy SEAL is is breathing. You know, you start Mm. to experience these intense levels of stress. Breathe. And, and I know that people like roll their eyes. The four by four breathing is taught to the Navy SEALs to com- combat their stress response and gain control. Mm. Uh, Navy SEALs. So if it's good enough for them who are in this, we could do it as parents, you know. Put your hands on your stomach, you breathe in, you feel it expand for a count of four. Yeah. And then let it out for a count of four. And you do that for about two minutes have, you know have some sort of, of thing to go to when you feel yourself being stressed out and it works in all sorts of situations but I mean especially talking about using it when you're, you're, you're dealing with your children when you're not feeling the love as much as you, as you might have before but you know in the morning when your morning starts to get hectic but you're two minutes worth of it two yeah. minutes yeah that's beautiful yeah. Or, or the other, if you don't like to breathe, the other thing is that you have, have some sort of mantra. I remember I used to say when I was really, when I was really upset, when I love my kids. I love my kids. <laughs> I, would just, I would just keep saying it until I calm myself down. You know, yeah, I, I've, I've used that before too. I love my kids. Yeah, but, but I the, really the do. Navy SEAL thing is, you know, Navy SEAL, come on. Well, they have had to calm their nerves down in horrendous, right. you know, overwhelmingly horrible situations. So I think they're a, they're a good role model. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, Mary, thank for spending so time. Much. Yeah, um, learned a lot. I resonate with so much of what you say, and I think that it's really important that parents know that we have resources like you, confidentfamilies.com, That you know, there's help. There's help. And, and now and everybody's on the internet. They can schedule, they, they can just go in and, and schedule a call with me if they're really stressed out. And we could just, you know, have a chat. There's no, not, no obligation. This is, this is my mission. This is my, you know, this is my passion. This is my. That's what I love. I love that. I love that. No pressure. Like come talk to somebody, have a discussion. Talk you know. to someone. It's yeah. especially, don't wrap yourself up in, 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 within no. yourself and because no. it's, 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 um, it's not worth it. There are people out there who can help you, if not, if yeah. not me, someone. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's what I love. I think this is one of the reasons why I like interviewing people like you, which is you can tell, like I can, I can tell when someone's in it because this is what they want to do. They want to make the world a better place in this way. You know, it's not about like, okay, every single person I talk to have to convert them, you know, and it's, it's, it's just such a different feel, you know? Um, So I'm more than happy to tell people, you know, about your work and have them connect with you. Cause like me, listen, if I'm not the right person, let me help you find somebody who is, you know, like let's, there's a lot of us out here that, that we want, we want to support you. We want you to get better. We're building the so, future. And we need that. That, yes, that, needs, a lot, that, that needs a lot of, a lot of uh, hands. Yes. Uh, yeah. It takes a village, right? It takes a global it, village. It, it takes the world. <laughs> yes. Well, I wanted to say thank you, Mary, again, and uh, let's keep in touch and I will make sure I send people your way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Sandwich Parenting Podcast. I hope, like me, you've learned something new that will help you along with your parenting journey. If you wish, you can always connect with me at www.sandwichparenting.com.